All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and, in fact, available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notification, comment down below, and, of course, upvote the video itself. We're here with Locked On recruiting expert John Garcia. We're going through the recruiting of the 2024 class. It kicked off kind of in earnest this month. And Ole Miss has already gotten his commit with Fred Clark from Winona High School um, in North Mississippi. By the way, somebody said earlier it's Grenada, not Granada. And I said, that's that's John South Florida showing there. <laughs> yeah, look, we, we got to uh, be honest uh, in these evaluations. And we'll tweak that. We'll tweak that here mm. uh, going forward. But but look, I, I really like uh, this verbal commitment. Old school, uh, I think there's, there's so much modern talk and everything in college football. So give me an old school downhill physical linebacker that really excels at the point of contact. And that's what Fat Clark is going to bring uh, to the Ole Miss Rebels defense. A kid who's, I think, physically, Stephen, ready to play SEC ball right now. 6'2", 6'3", 230 pounds. And it's a rock solid 230 pounds. Uh, there's, there's not a lot of wasted movement here with this kid. He's efficient. I really like his lateral ability and his patience. You know, I think when we talk about downhill linebackers, I, I think we get this kind of moniker that, hey, th- these guys are screaming at first step. They're all fast flow, just just waiting to hit somebody. But Clark has that patience. You know, he waits until he triggers. But when he does, you see the acceleration and that short area explosion that you want from a classic inside linebacker. This is an old school 4-3 Mike linebacker and there's still room and a need for that in today's game again we we talk about the west all the time when you're facing Arkansas and some of these downhill attacks you've got to be able to square up and control the line of scrimmage so I think Clark's going to bring a lot of that and and naturally the timing here really strong for Ole Miss Danny Lockhart uh, or Jordan Bach backs off of that verbal commitment just a couple days ago and then the next day uh, Ole Miss grabs an in-state linebacker, and, and we keep talking about it, Stephen. Um, there's there's more of a priority in-state this year for Ole Miss, and the depth of talent is greater this year in the state of Mississippi. So it's key to grab these commitments at any point, but especially early as a lot of opinions and other programs are just starting to focus uh, on the Magnolia State. You know, um, just a little devil's advocate, a little speculation here. Pete Golding – has major recruiting tentacles all over Louisiana and Mississippi. That that's mm-hmm. Jordan Lockhart committed to Chris Partridge. And this could be a shift in maybe where they're trying to grab prospects. Maybe it's something to where they thought that Fat Clark could help them out with another prospect down the line. But when you look at ratings and size and everything, Fat Clark and Jordan Lockhart it looks pretty much like the same player. Yeah, a lot of similarities. You know, Lockhart are right around the same listed size, 6'2", 230 or so. Uh, I think Clark is a little bit more physically built. I think he brings a little bit more balance to his foundation and his makeup. And then conversely, Lockhart might be a little bit longer and leaner, even though he's listed at at the same size. So I think their games are a little bit more... of a contrast as well. Lockhart's kind of a do-everything linebacker. Uh, I think Clark, again, conventional inside downhill tone setter. So you need both in this day and age, um, certainly. Uh, and you could work with with one uh, along with the other down the line, uh, at least in theory. Uh, but they are a little bit contrarian despite having about the exact same listed size, which is kind of another 
element of irony between these two linebackers that I think the Ole Miss fans and audience are going to track simultaneously here as as their recruitment and their college careers get going. You know, um, let's change gears just a little bit and talk about players that I'm not totally familiar about, so I'm, I'm relying on you on this one. But Tristan Jernigan from um, Tupelo High School, I think he's a linebacker as well. What do you know about him? So this is another one who's kind of opposite of Clark. Uh, so this is a more intriguing type of recruit for Ole Miss fans to follow. This is a total modern linebacker, space and speed type of player. He's got this combination of, of great uh, a great motor, which you want from any front seven prospect, but he's also got this straight line speed that really helps him close ground almost more like a safety than a linebacker. So a lot of modern traits uh, in, in Tristan's game. And, and look, it, it flashed in a big way at Tupelo in 2022. 90 plus tackles, got his hands on a bunch of turnovers as well, and, and made plenty of stops behind the line of scrimmage on top of that. So I think he's a little bit more modern and three down like in his athletic profile but another guy who's not small uh, he's another one listed at at six two six three just over 200 pounds so he's not going to have to put on a ton of weight once he gets to the collegiate level and, and he's another one that physically just looks like he's going to make an impact sooner rather than later um much like we, we saw with lockhart over the last six months or so this kid's stock is on the rise a lot of schools jumping in with scholarship offers. So I do think Ole Miss is in a good spot right now that they got a January visit. They've been prioritizing him as as well and as much uh, as just about anybody. And, and Pete Golding made this offer in person. You know, I think that personalizes the scholarship offer and emphasizes sort of the priority uh, that he's becoming. So I, I like Ole Miss right now, but I'm curious to see what the timeline looks like and who else jumps in this race because he's got a tape where, where you throw it on and, and you like a lot about it relative to the modern game. Uh, but Pete Golding, as you said, Stephen, he, he's no one to mess with on the recruiting trail. And I think the personalization in, in this in-state recruiting pitch is going to matter there in the end. Yeah, Ole Miss um, signed Jordan Jernigan out of Tupelo, but historically kids from Tupelo have gone south. They're more Mississippi right. State-based. Um, historically, but Tristan Jernigan, we'll see where that goes as well. Before we get on to Cameron Beavers, is there anybody in the state of Mississippi that's kind of like recently popped that's blowing up now that we might not know about? Yeah, I mean, Isaiah Autry continues to to pop. I mean, I know we've talked about him the last few shows, the big offensive tackle. I think he's listed at six foot seven. Um, everybody needs that uh, in this modern, you know, uh, day and age as a pass protector. These pass rushers are, are getting smaller and faster. So naturally, the lengthier offensive tackles are going to carry more cachet. So Autry's going to have uh, some big visits ahead of him, but he's starting to rack up basically all the offers in the SEC. I think Georgia is the only elite program that hasn't jumped in just yet, but Alabama, LSU, just about everyone else has joined Ole Miss uh, in that pursuit. But I do still think the Rebels are, are in a good position. They offered early enough to where he started to build a rapport with Lane Kiffin and, and his staff. And now, obviously, through the offensive line coaching transition uh, from Thornton to Garrison, he's starting to build a specific relationship uh, with, with the new Rebel assistant there. So I do think Ole Miss is, is in strong positioning, but he's a guy who I think nationally is becoming a bit more of a name as, as we continue to talk about it. All right, and in Mississippi, when most people talk about players out of Mississippi, they're talking about defensive line. I know wide receiver is where they've made their money recently with A.J. Brown and those guys, but defensive line – 
it can be argued that Mississippi puts out as good a defensive lines per capita of anywhere in the country. Cameron Beavers at Bay Spring High School um, is coming up. He's blown up. He's visited Texas. He's going to be somebody that is going to pursue. It's going to get complicated over the next eight months. Um, tell me a little bit about Cameron. Yeah, well, you can't teach, you know, 330 pounds on, on a six foot five frame. There's just not that many prospects who can move at that size. But McCam absolutely can. Uh, a guy who can push the pocket with sheer power and leverage, but he's also got some quickness to where he can actually rush the passer and put some pass rush combinations together, really uses his hands well uh, and showed a lot of maturity, technically sound as a junior uh, there at Bay Springs. So yeah, his, his stock is, is maybe on the rise more than anybody we've talked about today on the defensive front. You mentioned Texas, LSU, and, and Bama are now in this conversation. So this is going to be not only an Egg Bowl battle, but a classic SEC West battle that is brewing but again Ole Miss has the recent visit to its name and has zeroed in on this kid and, and I think the need at Ole Miss is very unique right because when you talk about the class of 23 that was just signed in December and February respectively zero defensive interior prospects brought in and even through the portal Stephen, I think it was just one guy who fits that sort of true interior mold. Now, they're returning a lot of great talent up front, uh, but obviously going forward, you need that type of depth because, again, in the West, they're still going to face a lot of great rushing attacks. Uh, LSU is always going to have backs. We mentioned Arkansas a little bit earlier. Auburn's you know, another one that's, that's consistently good on the ground. So you need that enforcer in the middle, not only to occupy blocks, but to push the pocket itself on early downs. And, and Beavers has a lot of that to his name. So again, another great interior guy specifically there in the state of Mississippi. And he'll be another one that I think sets the tone for how we perceive Ole Miss uh, in state in this cycle. There's a lot of guys in this light. And I think on the defensive front, you know, he's becoming one of the most important behind, you know, the obvious Camarion Franklin types of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Now you make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball, a podcast that we're probably relevant on at the moment. So you might want to check it out. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. John, thank you so much for stopping by. I look forward to talking to you next week as we continue to go through this crazy Mississippi class, man. Sounds good, my friend. Looking forward to it. All right, take care, brother.